Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning and welcome to On The Pace, starting your week on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you for the next 30 or so minutes to talk about harness racing, which after a weekend where we had a major Australian and, more importantly, New South Wales success on harness racing's absolute biggest stage. The, the biggest race in harness racing in North America, and therefore potentially the biggest race in the world, is the Hamiltonian. It's for three-year-old trotters. Most people wouldn't think a three-year-old trotting race would be a particularly big deal, but the Hamiltonian is. And it was won by a $106 chance in Cool Popper Bell, driven by New South Wales's Todd McCarthy. So congratulations to Todd, his brothers Andy, of course, and Luke, who now still lives in Sydney, but has driven a World Derby winner uh, when he drove in America. Now all three of them have success at the highest, absolute highest level. And for Toddy, who's only been in New South, uh, in the USA for the last 18 months, an absolute huge, huge achievement to win the biggest race in the US. So Harness Racing New South Wales and everybody involved in Harness Racing in New South Wales congratulates Todd McCarthy and the McCarthy family for Todd climbing to the top of the trotting world. Robbie Morris, it must have been quite heartening for people like yourself. I know it's a pretty tight-knit community out there at Menangle, and to see one of your own with the big shiny teeth, Todd McCarthy, win the Hamiltonian, it's a, it was a feel-good story on a Sunday. Yeah, no, I was... Um my young fella he loved getting up watching it and um, we were up watching all most of the races on on Sunday and watching Todd and Andy and Dexter and that and yeah I, I texted Todd yesterday and um, we just back and forth a couple of texts but it was uh, you know he's gone over there and he you know, just took the world by storm really hadn't he like it's, um, it's unbelievable the success he's had in such a short period of time and had credit to himself because at the end of the day, he was going so good here and he put it all on the line and he wanted to chase the dream. And, you know, just for doing that, you got to give him 10 points for but for going over there and, and being as successful as he was. And, and let's face it, when he went, I thought he would be, you know, because he, he drives so good and they run for him and he, he loves that style of racing. So um, he's fitted in really well. And, um, you know, the McCarthy family in general, it's no, no secret. I mean, Merrell's broodmare of the year, that's for sure. <laughs> that might make John Stallion of the year. Hey, um, yeah. do you think Menangle, do you think Robbie Menangle and the Menangle racing style has helped some of our boys and girls, because Lauren Tritton's over there too, of course now, um, adapt better to the American style? I know there's some naturally good horse people in New South Wales, but Menangle race is incredibly similar, in fact, probably similar to any other track in the world to the Meadowlands. i got no doubt in the world. You, know, you watch Menangle on a Saturday night and... No, we still have our two lines of flow, um, but, you know, it's sort of getting a lot like that too. Um, but once again, I, I also think we've got the drivers here and, you know, you only got to see what Todd and Andy and, and Dexter have sort of done from this side of the world when they go over there. I think we're, we're very lucky, you know, in, in Sydney, Melbourne, New Zealand, um, you know, Queensland. We've got so many good drivers across Australia and New Zealand and it just goes to show when we're on the world stage sort of, how competitive it is. Robbie, I hate to be ignorant in asking this question, but have you done much driving in the US? No, none. Yeah, no, I went on a, I went on a, well, when I was 20, 21, I went on a Hamiltonian tour, actually, me and Kaz and um, Jared Ouch and Bad Hewitt, there was a few of us, and 
I drove a bit of track work one day there. We went to one of the farms for, for Noel Daly, but that was, yeah, that was, that was it. Do you have any ambitions? You know, you've driven so many winners here. Do you ha- ever have any ambitions, not to base yourself there because you're a family man, but to go over there and have a few drives just to say you've done it? Yeah, I, I think it's definitely something I, I would love to do. Um, you know, like you said, obviously we've young, a young family and Kerry's got such a big operation here. It'd be be hard for me, but I, I definitely would, you know, one day in the future sort of go for a month or so and have a few drives, you know. I, I think just to say you've done it, you know, whether you drive a winner or not, I think it'd be real cool for something that you've watched. And obviously with your mates going over there like Todd and that to be so successful, you'd like to go over there and, you know, have a couple of spins. I think it'd be something that I'd, I'd definitely enjoy doing. Finding the time's probably going to be the hardest part, but I, I have spoke to kids and, and our, and our next family holiday, I'll definitely probably try and squeeze it in for sure. Mate, Menangle on Saturday night. We've got Banks down today, by the way. We'll get to that shortly, punters, for those looking for a winner. But um, you guys have got a horse who we've actually tipped out a few times on winners on a Friday, and I wasn't quite sure Pete's said so was good enough to be a Group 3 winner, but <clears throat> he just seems to have found another level in the last six or seven starts, Robbie. So what's been the key to this? Because he won the Elf for this free-for-all um, on Saturday night and beat horses like Ultra Orlando and not so much Doubtless Bay, but predominantly Ultra Orlando. If you had said a year ago Pete said so was going to beat Ultra Orlando, Robbie, people would have thought you were mad. Yeah, he's, um, he's just been one of them horses that's sort of He's really been dipping his toe into the water at Menangle on the Saturday night, and he, he seems to be getting better with the racing each time. And um, He follows the pace so good, and he's got a fair bit of bat- gate speed, and I, I was sort of using him and dipping him across and putting him in a good hole, and he sort of just kept travelling better and better, and, um, you know, his owner, Peter Colesford, and, um, and Kerry have done a super job with him, just dipping him in and letting him out, taking him to Newcastle and Penrith, and we've had him for a good two years now, and they've just sort of sort of just rolled him around and he just seems to keep getting better all the time. Every time we've we've stepped him up a little bit, he just sort of goes to a new level and I wasn't surprised to see him win that race on on Saturday night, only for the simple fact that they went hard early. But his runs have been so good for so long. Um, he probably deserved that win for being ultra-consistent over the last six months. Mate, are the teams going well? I mean, you're in Kerry Ann's team. It feels like almost every meeting you're getting a winner. Do they feel when you're around the barn like it's a happy place, like they're happy horses? Yeah, no, they're, um, you know, we're sort of in a really good spot at the moment. We've got a lot of babies. The sort of yearlings turning two for next year, and they're all just gone back out to the paddock. And um, we've got a really nice team, but we're very lucky. We've got a really good staff base and um, really good clientele, and, and obviously Kez does a super job with them. So everything's sort of... You have your weeks, no matter who, what trainer you are or what driver you are. You have your weeks where you can do no wrong and you have your weeks where you can, when you just, you know, nothing goes right at, at all. So you just got to take it as it is. But, um, you know, we've had a really good couple of months and, uh, yeah, no, it's a happy place. OK, we're heading to Bankstown this afternoon for a, a mini-meeting. There's not a whole bunch of races, but we kick off just after 2 o'clock. It's... Uh, Oaks and, and Derby prelude day there. You kick off in the second on the card, Rob. You're driving just feeling good. Second last start in this field's probably pretty good form, uh, form because it's not very strong. No, that's right, but um, not being too hard, and I'm sure Peter Payne won't throw too many rocks at me here. Old feeling good doesn't like winning too often either. He's a 75-start maiden for a reason, but he, he raced good the other day at Newcastle. He probably had his chance to win. Um, 
in saying that, he's probably lobbed the right race here today at Newcastle. They're sort of a little bit in the same boat. So if he can get to the fence early, he'll, he'll definitely give him something to chase. All right, so uh, if you salute, at least you can say you're the person who managed to break the duck anyway. Yeah, that's it. If I, if I can get him over the line, I'll forever bar me bootlaces at him, that's for sure. Mate, uh, in the sixth on the card, you drive just home growing for Aaron Goadsby in pretty decent form, but this is a nice race, and, and King Tiger's obviously a pretty sharp type of horse off the second line. Now, this is the Bankstown Derby prelude. Um, Robbie, for people who don't know the answer to this, when is the Bankstown Derby? I think it's on the 25th of August. Um, obviously, the heats today and the um, the finals on the 25th, I'm pretty sure, 24th and 25th. So, yeah, I think Bankstown's got a little bit of a concept going where they're trying to sort of get a little bit of a sort of people get people there with their horses, which um, is really good. And they've got two heats of an Oaks and a prelude of a Derby, and it looks a pretty strong prelude, to be honest. Um, yeah, just homegrown. Aaron Goesby sourced him out of New Zealand and... Um, he seems a nice horse rolling forward. Uh, whether he's got the class of King Tiger, we'll find out later this afternoon, I suppose. But, um, look, he's got the benefit of the draw. It, once again, it, if he can sort of zip across and get to the front, um, I don't think King Tiger will just come and beat him. You know, I'm sure it'll be a race. So there's a couple of other horses in there that go pretty nice as well. So, it's um, yeah, it's a good concept, and um, he's a nice little horse going forward. Mate, uh, tomorrow we head to Menangle for the, the usual Tuesday afternoon meeting and you and Kiri ann have a, a strong hand in the second on the card, but you're actually driving for Troy Williams. So the stable, your stable, has Queen of Strathfield and Agent Mari, uh, but you're driving an outside horse in a fair to cover. Do you have any thoughts on how all those three rate against each other tomorrow in the second? Because obviously uh, yeah, you would have an insight that most people won't. Yeah, look... Um and they all sort of Queen of Strathfield's racing consistent. Um, she's probably just got herself. She won a few and probably put herself in the higher grade, which you know she's only gone into the last two or three starts and she's still finding her feet. Um, old Agent Mary, he's ultra consistent. He's a war horse and um, he's doing a really good job. But um, I, I elected to drive a fair to cover because I, I probably just think he's the best graded horse in that race. He, he's dropping back to the Tuesday grade from the Saturday night races. Um, I think he's probably the best horse in the race um, and if he can get across and get a good little posse I think he'll be hard to beat What do you make of the rest of the card tomorrow because you've got one of those books where you've got lots of horses who could win like Will I Am and a King of Glitter is obviously a pretty nice type of horse and you've got you know, a few more like Kalara Shogun what's the one tomorrow you're taking to Menangle that you think our listeners should have a little dabble on yeah, I, I've really got a lot of time for our two-year-old King of Glitter. Um, he's a progressive horse and um, just a little bit green, sort of gets a few little silly things and gets a little bit hot. But um, he's in the Nutrient Series, which is in another week's time, and he just needed another run. So we put him in tomorrow. But I think he's a horse to not only watch for tomorrow, but probably one to, to watch for the future. He's got all the attributes to be a good horse. He's just got to sort of furnish it all now and put it all in the right spot he's obviously he's a cool brother to bling it on so he's he's got a bit of a reputation to live up to but if he's a quarter as good as what bling it on is i'll be happy but um he's a really nice horse and i think he's a fantastic two-year-old going forward how do you end up with a horse like him in the barn because i'm picking he's by american ideally he wouldn't have come cheap no i was um we we're very lucky uh we we're a melbourne nutrient yearly sales last year and Nick Boots has been a massive supporter of our stable. Um, asked me to sort of look out for a few, and if you go, you know, 
I bumped into him and I said, I really like this little colt. And he had a look at him and he was able to purchase him for us. And along with um, Peter O'Shea that ran a piece of him as well, he stayed in for a little share with him. So Mick Boots owns a majority of him and, and Peter O'Shea owns a little bit of him. And they've, um, they've both, both been good supporters of the stable. And um, yeah, no, I'm lucky to have a bloke like Mick that packs our stable. And um, yeah, he really supports me and Kez, which is good. Mate, thanks for taking the time, Robbie, this morning to to join, talk about Bankstown and talk about Menangle tomorrow and, and obviously what's going on with the stable, mate. It's been a, a huge couple of months with not only your success, but of course, Kiri Ann passing the 1,500 training successes, mate. So long may it continue. Get around safe at Bankstown today. No worries, mate. Have a good day. That's Robbie Morris. Always good to get his opinion on things. Cameron Hart's going to join us shortly here on On The Pace this morning to get his thoughts uh, on what's going on at Bankstown today. We'll see if Cameron's available for us. Now we have a fair bit of news to get through as well. Cameron, are you with us, mate? Uh, Cameron's not with us yet. Um, the one thing we do have to <coughs> confirm, we mentioned this on Wednesday when the news broke. Um, the news had come out on Wednesday, and I did give John Dummersy, the boss of Harness Racing New, Zealand, the, uh, Harness Racing New South Wales, the chance to join us today. But it has been confirmed that John will be, after a very long time, and uh, with a very steady hand on the tiller, um, will be leaving Harness Racing New South Wales next June. So at this stage, he is going to be the chief executive until next June, uh, unless, of course, they find a replacement who wants to start earlier and it suits John to leave before then. But we will get John on to talk about that move and, and where he sees Harness Racing New South Wales um, in the next couple of weeks. But he was very modest about the entire thing, so I don't want to make a big song and dance about it. But, of course, there's some great questions we want to ask him, and John was instrumental along with people like Rex Horn and the, the making of Menangle, the foundation of that, the, the moving from Harold Park. So, yeah, it's very much at the end of an era, but um, not for any the foreseeable future. John will be leaving next year, but that news came out last Wednesday. We have confirmed it for On The Pace and did give John the chance to come on today, but he said, I'd rather you had talked to some of uh, the younger guys out there driving some horses and driving some winners. One of those is Cameron Hart. Good morning to you, Cam. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Mick. How are you? Mate, I'm well. Um, now, last week we needed to clear something up. We had your sister on the show, and she was saying how great it was you could drive a Group 3 winner for her, but she said she didn't like the moustache, and she said you shaved it off. So can we confirm, Cam, because we can't see, because we're on radio, you've got rid of the slug? Yeah, it's gone, Mick. Um, you know, November's sort of coming around quick, so I might have to bring it back, but for now, it's gone. Um, how would you say it was successful in the social scene, Cameron? Was it a winner or maybe not so good? Um, yeah, I think it was a winner. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought I thought you might say that. Your sister had a totally different opinion, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> before we get to Bankstown today, you must have been very proud of Ashley, your sister, um, training her first ever winner last week at Group Three. You were there to drive it. Mum and Dad were there. It was a an amazing night for the family, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was good to have Mum and Dad on track, and you know Ashley's done such a good job with the horse, and you know, Uncle Trev, um obviously has done a great job with him throughout his career and then uh, hopefully taking the next step with Ash and uh, she's, um, you know, I'm sure she's going to do well as a trainer, that's for sure. Mate, we're off to Bankstown today. First race goes just after 2 o'clock. You drive Flying and Banula. But you've got Barrier 2. Um, that's going to help. And this is anything but a daunting field. Yeah, it looks a pretty even race and um, you know, probably on her best form from the draw. Um, she should be a really top chance in this race and she has a little bit of gate speed so it'd be nice to find the fence and I think she's probably the one to beat if she can do that You're driving Miss Ayala in the uh, the second on the card 
second line Bowery a draw, but two on the second line is not a disaster at Bankstown. And we spoke to Robbie Morris earlier. He's on a 75-start maiden, so at least your one's won, won some races. Yeah, you know, probably on uh, her best form, she's the class runner of this race. And um, I'm pretty happy with the draw. I think she'll be able to trail through and, and get a good spot there. So on her best form, she probably just wins this race. But, um, you know, all going well. If she gets a good trip, I think she's probably the one to beat in that. Mate, you're on the egg counter in the first of the Oaks heats for Blake Fitzpatrick. Of course, this horse was supposed to race at uh, Penrith on Thursday night. That meeting didn't go ahead, and this horse has chosen to come here. Now, we spoke to Blake on Thursday, and he suggested the egg counter has a bit of gate speed. Um, that could be an interesting factor for Barrier 1 around Bankstown. Yeah, I don't know a hell of a lot about her, but I just had a bit of a look this morning at her race replays, and she does look like she's got a bit of toe out of the gate, and, and she looks like a high speed, really. So I was pretty happy with the, the way she won her first race down in Victoria. So, you know, from the draw around Bankstown, I think she's going to be, you know, a top three chance from there. Mate, the Derby prelude goes at nine minutes past five at Bankstown early this evening. You're on McLean and for Matt Root. Nice horse. Did a good job last start, but this is not a bad little field for Bankstown on a early Monday night. Yeah, there's a couple of nice sort of goldings in there and you know, Steve Turnbull's um, you know, drawn to his horse or stars Frankie. I've won a group race on him and he's quite a nice horse, so it is a good race, but McLean is, you know, a typical little better side. He's a real good trier and He's got a good record and, you know, he's done a good job for Matty so far. So uh, I think he can do a little bit of work in his races as well. So we might be able to get him handy and there'll be a chance in that. And the last on the card, Cam, uh, we're talking to Cameron Hart here on On The Pace on a Monday morning. Cam, you're driving Ultimate Ed, Barrier 2, again, not a superstar field. If you can get off the gate, has to be hard to beat. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like the rest of them, he's got a good draw and, He's probably one of the top chances, and you know he's got good gate speed. The one horse it can, um, you know, sometimes get out quite quick as well and get running. So even if we might have to be able to spot him behind him, or, or you know, if we can cross him, we'll have to go the first fifty or hundred. But you know, if you can find the fence, I think it will be a good, good show in that. Cam, you're the regular driver, of course, of uh, Majestic Cruiser, and. You've had Group 1 success in New Zealand on him. you had Group 1 success in the Blacks of Fake. The news came out last week that the New Zealand Cup is going to remain a free-for-all. So it's a standing start, but it is a free-for-all. Have you spoken to Jason Grimson in depth about whether you two, because you tend to work as a team with this horse, will target the New Zealand Cup with the horse who may well be New South Wales' best pacer? Yeah, I haven't had a good chat since uh, Queensland with Jason about it. You know, we're both quite keen after the Blacks of Fake to sort of give it a shot. And, you know, we enjoyed our time so much over in New Zealand, you know, earlier in the year. Um, we had just a great time in the horse race well and, and seemed to handle the travel well. So you know, it's definitely an option. And with the race day and the way it is, it's um, definitely uh, more inviting for us to take in, that's for sure. Does he have any standing start experience? Because uh, I think they need to be at least qualified from the standing start before they're allowed to start in a, a race like the New Zealand Cup. Yeah, I don't know whether he has. You know, he'll probably have to have a trial and, and qualify under the stand, unless he did in Victoria. But as far as I know, I think he might have to qualify from the stand. But you now he's such a laid back horse, I think he would set well. But uh, yeah, it might be just a matter of giving him a little hit out under the stand conditions before he goes if he does. Right, Cam, you're driving today. You'll be driving tomorrow at Menangle. What's your best chance of 
of driving a winner or what's a horse we should look out for for our Sky Sport Radio listeners over the next week or, or even a horse you've driven at the trials you think you might drive in coming weeks but um, the sooner the better can because we all like money yeah I think um, probably today's meeting Bankstown race to Miss Ayla I think she's uh, at quite a good price for Grace she's in and I think she'll be really hard to beat Mate, thank you for joining us this morning, mate. It's always great to get your thoughts. And uh, yeah, we're hoping that Majestic Cruiser can get across to New Zealand and, and take on the Kiwis in the uh, the New Zealand Cup because the New South Wales winner of that race, there wouldn't have been one for a very, very long time. Get, uh, get around safe today, mate, at Menangle, uh, at, at Bankstown. Thanks, Mick. Appreciate it. <clears throat> Cam Hart, very good on the radio, very professional young man, as are most of the young guns out of... New South Wales on the subject of the Young Guns. Our congratulations to one of our regulars on the show, Jack Callaghan, drove his 400th winner. He was on yesterday with Fred. 400 winners already. He's not even 21 years old. So the hands, or harness racing in New South Wales, in great hands with the Young Guns coming through. That's on the pace for a Monday morning for those who missed the start of the show. Celebrating this morning, Todd McCarthy winning the Hambletonian, the biggest harness race in North America. He's also won the North America Cup, so the McCarthy family, who are already massive in the harness racing world, having a very special, special occasion yesterday at the Meadowlands, Todd driving the winner of the Hambletonian. On Wednesday morning, by the way, we did try to get hold of Todd. Todd um, is actually driving today, so therefore indisposed in North America. We will try and get hold of him this week, and we may even try and do that for Wednesday morning on On The Pace. That's the next time we're back with you. Join us then at 10.30.